Hey everybody, this is Kim Blackwell and Louis Extravaganza and this is Work, Work, the podcast. Voices for the voices that go unheard. Hi Louis. Hi honey. So listen, this is our first episode. Inaugural. Inaugural. I can't say that word. I'm super, super excited because, well, I've been wanting to do this. You've been wanting to do this. We've been wanting to do this for a little bit. And so we wanted to get this off the ground and we were thinking about what would we talk about first. I thought we would start with our favorite subject, you know, us. us. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really kind of like an intro episode to kind of introduce ourselves to the people out there so that way they know who we are, what we stand for, what this podcast is about, and what, you know, we are going to be talking about in the future. I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to start with Kim. Ladies first, ladies first. Well, then you should go. (laughs) See, I love her. I love her, her humor, her quickness, her wittiness. That's why we're together, y'all. Just saying. So Kim is a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. Um, I consider her family, honestly. I've known her for a long time, more than 20 years, right? Yeah. So we knew each other since like we were 15. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Went to preschool together. We went to preschool. (laughs) And um, Kevin is just a major, major presence in my life, and I cherish her deeply. And I really want you guys to get to know her like I know her. I mean, at least a fraction of how I know her because she's near and dear to me. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Los Angeles. I'm one of the, I know, one of the natives. That's funny because you... That, well, I mean, that's not funny. It's interesting because you, I don't come across a lot of people who were born like in Los Angeles. We have people from Chicago, from El Salvador, from Puerto Rico, from yes. New Jersey, from, yeah, all over. So anyway, yes, I grew up in LA, born and raised. My mom was born and raised here as well. So, oh, you're kidding. Nope. Um, second generation. Ew. Um, born in Watts and then just lived literally all over. Really? Yes. Watts, um, from Watts, South LA, Carson, Linwood, Inglewood, Granada Hills, um, Harbor City, San Pedro. Now, why did you <laughs> move around so much? You know what, boo? My mom was 18. Okay. When she had me. and uh, So young mama. She was a young mama and just you know was that taboo didn't quite back then? have it together oh yeah i mean not married this was not like a oh we got married young and right no this was like oops so but um, what a gift right i feel yes yes and then my mom had three kids by the time she was 25 so i think just you know trying to to be single mom were you the first i was the first i'm the oldest oh okay Trying to get her life together. Now, how did your brother surpass you in age? (laughs) How are you now the youngest and your brothers are now the oldest? It's tricky. It's tricky. I don't give away my trade secrets. It's just, you know, it's a thing we do. It's a thing we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So L.A., yes, born and raised. 
Wow. Yeah. And so where is your dad? Is he in the picture? He's not in the picture. My dad is on top of my bookshelf in my living room. I, I knew that, everybody. Little, I just wanted a little her, box. Yeah, to let you know, just for information's sake. <laughs> just for information's sake. I'm not trying to be coy here and make her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> no, you mean where was my dad in the picture, like growing up? Yes. Oh, yeah. He was in and out of the picture. The picture okay. wasn't focused right. sometimes okay. and sometimes a little blurry. No, my dad, Papa, was a Rolling Stone. Okay. So he started being a um, guest of the California Correctional I love that. A industrial guest. Complex. An invited guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> quite young. He began his career quite I early. Yeah, so love it. just in and out of jail um, my whole life, really. How was your relationship with him did you have one did you not have one I did my dad was great he was a good I think my dad was a good guy a good intentions really he was harder on himself you know he was more of an enemy to himself than anybody else like he was never violent he wasn't unkind right. I, he just didn't have his life together right and drugs you know he's just he was an addict right. so I think really my dad always felt like when I get an apartment, when I get a job, then I'll be a, you know, I'll be around when right, I get I'll this, when I right. get, yeah, I'll, I'll have it together and right. I can take you guys and do this and that. He always felt like it had to be a certain, he had to be at a certain level or he had to have it together before he could really try to establish a relationship. Uh, yeah. And prove himself to your mom and you guys. Yeah. I now, mean, they what, definitely were not together. Right. At that point. I mean, probably by the time I was six, they were officially done. Hmm but then not done because then they ended up getting remarried. But that was further down the line. I love it. But yeah, no, my love dad. Love never dies, everybody. No, you guys. Sometimes it should. Um, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, uh, he's a good guy. Funny. You know, I think I get a lot of my sense of humor from my dad. He right. was funny. He was interested in a lot of things and smart, but just, uh it brings up this interesting topic about the black male and how they're perceived when their family life is not together and they're in and out of jail. And it's not always this violent rage against the machine type of, you know, moment. It's interesting that you said he was more a detriment to himself than really just to everybody else out there, right. you know? Yes. And, I feel like from what you're saying, his heart was in the right place. It was just hard for him to get there due to the fact that he was just grappling with this other dis-ease within yes. himself. Yes. There's your dad. And yes, he is um, sadly has passed away. And I'm sorry for that loss. Yes, thank you. What about your mom? What is she doing? Is she passed as well? I don't know about your mom. No, my mom is um, alive and kicking. Yes, mom. Yes. Doing the most. No, not doing the most. <laughs> she's doing the most. I love mom right doing now. Doing the most. She's, she's the most. Yes, she's she's still very much with us. She owns a daycare. She does? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she does. I think at this point, before even we started talking about this and this podcast and stuff like that, I felt because of his passing that I knew more about your dad than your mom. 
Well, my mom and I were estranged for a very long time, which are is you? probably why. You, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. My mom and I didn't talk for 16 years. No, we are very close, everybody. I swear. But sometimes, you know. Yeah, you probably being thought. Being nosy oh, is being right. nosy. Maybe she okay. lives out of town. Maybe I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Maybe just celebrating Kim for the woman that she <laughs> is, is enough. And yeah. not get out getting up into her business. So yes. before y'all say, oh, you don't know nothing about her. This is what this is why because yeah. I love Kim. Period, and if I wasn't trying to be all like, "Where your mama at?" <laughs> <laughs> but I'm asking her now because we are in this context, this podcast. We're you know wanting to know Kim and all about Kim, and so here we are asking her about her mom. We're finding out so much, and she owns a daycare. Which she does is awesome. Yeah. So my mom, did, yeah, we didn't talk for a long time because hmm. it, you know, it was uh, not. The Brady Bunch growing right, up. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know the moment. Sometimes you have to love people from afar. I get that. Detach with love. That, yeah. As they say, detach with love. That's all good. Yes. So you speak to her now? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I do. Yeah, exactly. As we get older, you know, things like that become, you know, like the not talking to somebody, the holding a resentment towards somebody else just becomes so less important. Yes, but I do also think it's important, you know, when people, it's good to have an under, a real understanding when people say that because sometimes it isn't, it isn't about holding a grudge. Right. I didn't feel angry with her. Right. Sometimes it's just protecting your own sanity mm. and peace. And sometimes people are just not ready. They're not at a level where they can have an, a healthy exchange. Well, and, and draw a bound, you know, draw yes. a boundary, a healthy boundary. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So you had to do that with your mom. Absolutely. And I think, you know, she recognizes that she's done a lot of work on herself and she takes full accountability for the person that she was, you know, at that time. For me, that's all you can do. I don't expect anything else. We don't, I don't hold any resentment over any of that. Like somebody really comes to you and they say, hey, you know, I take responsibility. What, what more can you expect of them? A car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a house. Yeah. A car and a house would be great. Well, it's funny because my mom is always saying, I'm like, mom, it's so expensive to buy. We're never going to be able to afford a house here in LA. And she's like, well, when I die, I'm like, oh, because we're just going to sit around waiting for you to die. Like, right, exactly. Really? Okay, yes. Well, you know, when my you mom die. said that too. I was like, mom, I'm not waiting for you to pass away. <laughs> yeah, wow. I don't want you to pass away. I don't care how much money you're yeah. saving for me. That's all good. And very nice for you. I think you should live your life and not really think about that because I, I don't want to. Exactly. <laughs> but how much was it? <laughs> <laughs> how much house are we talking? Right. How much yeah. house are we talking how about? Much, do I have to share it with my sister? <laughs> um, <laughs> Which leads me to your siblings. How yes. many siblings, male, female, all that good stuff. All of the above. All of the above. Are you talking yes. to them? Not talking to them? Yes. I am talking to them and not, them and not talking to them. No, oh, I love it <laughs> at the same time. No, my, um, yes. Yeah, so I have a, I have a surprise sibling. When I was 10, I found out I had a sister. No. Yeah. Surprise. That Rolling Stone I mentioned. I live. Yeah. My dad was like, so guess what? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I was super excited. I was like, oh my God. Happy birthday, baby girl. A Here's sister. a sister. <laughs> yeah. Cause I had, I have two little brothers. So I have two brothers, five and seven years younger. So it's a pretty, pretty, pretty big gap. And then um, my sister is eight months younger than me. <laughs> yeah. 
I just said wow without saying it out loud. It was one of them type of situations. Yes, yeah. Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a gardener just planting seeds. <laughs> so, yes. My sister Shantae. Yeah, Shantae. Shantae. Yup. Okay, I just fell off my chair. <laughs> Shantae is her name. I'm living for Shantae right now. <laughs> How do you go from Kim to Shantae? Okay. I love it. Anyways. Yes. Um, do you so speak yes. to Shantae? I do, yeah. She oh, okay. was just here not too long ago. Where does she live? She lives in Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to Shantae in Texas. Hey, Shantae. And my, I know my niece one... was here just last, a few days ago. Oh, you're kidding. We came to, we came by Love Catering. That's what I was saying. We came and knocked on the door. We were having no. lunch. My Wait. sister's oh, daughter, you know what? Crystal. You probably knocked on the same door that you knocked on the last time. We moved off. Our office office moved up the street. Now you love eating in that area. Well, we love the Ethiopian. We love Mercado. Oh, yeah. The Ethiopian spot. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They, that trout. Is not to be played with. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, honey. I thought you just had that vegetarian platter thing that we. That I do have had. that sometimes, but sometimes we will get down with the fit. My niece was very specific about like less. Where's that place where we can get that fish and those vegetables? Now, yeah. is it a fried fish? It's a fried fish. Deep yes. fried whole trout. Yes. Yes. I'm not mad at that. No, I'm gonna don't have be that mad try at that. that. You gotta right try next it. To us. It's right there. <laughs> and we're so friendly. I mean, at least I'm very friendly with the owners of that place because, you know, I have to go in there and give them their mail sometimes. Oh, yes. Sometimes their mail comes to our office. You got to stop on in and have some of that trout. Hmm. I think I am. Okay, good. I think we should go together. That would be awesome. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Nobody cares about where I am from or well, how many siblings I have. I think we should talk about why we're doing this podcast. What led us to this moment? Okay, well, what led us to this moment? What led us to this moment? Now, we're going to cut to yes. how Kim was fabulous because I think Kim is very fabulous. Well, and when you. I met Kim, Uh-oh. she was this fabulous, this fabulous girl who... Uh, was just a friend of a friend, basically a friend of my my friends. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh my God, who is that? And at that time when I met you, you were working with Kevin Aquan, yes? No. Was that before, after? Oh, what, before. Oh, before? Yeah. Oh, okay. So were you working with Jimmy at the time? I was working with Jimmy. Ah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Jimmy is a great director friend of ours that we're going to have in another episode of Work the Podcast, but uh, she was working with Jimmy. I was working with Jimmy, and we were coming to New York quite a bit. Yes. Not work-related, but work-related. <laughs> we were like, let's go to Gay Pride. Ow! Yes. So, yeah, I think when we first met, it was at the Sound Factory. Yes. Unofficially, probably. Right. You were in the middle of voguing. Oh, yes. <laughs> And you're you are an actress and a writer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw a one woman show of yours. Did you have more? Did we see more than one? No, it was one. What was it called? Again? I think you might have seen it more than once. It I was think like, I saw you it coming next. One. You coming next week, boo? You know we were. Yeah. Um, you know we were. It was a terrible name. I don't know why I chose that name. <laughs> what was the yeah, name? Ava? I think like. Uh, it was Lady K is on the mic. Uh, what? Wait, that's not a bad name. Lady K is on the mic? I think for that show, for the context of the show, it didn't work. Like, oh, okay. The show that it previously was. So now I'm saying that it was called Stand, which makes sense. Because yes. it takes place at a new stand. Right. Um, but yes, 
I consider myself a storyteller. Yes, storyteller. You know, that's taken many forms. Right. (laughs) Well, obviously it's taken many, many forms. I mean, actress, you know, writer, storyteller. I mean, these are the things that attract me still to my friend uh, Kim Blackwell, which led me, and I, I mean... Of course, our paths crossed, you know, that that day in Sound Factory and amongst our friends who we still call friends, who we consider ourselves just, you know, this chosen family. Absolutely. And, you know, gravitating towards Kim and watching her, not only just observing her in her life and the way she carries herself, but her talent and looking and observing and witnessing, you know, her talent. For me, this was a natural pairing when I was just thinking about, God, look at all these podcasts coming out. You know, I would like to do a podcast too. You know, of course, you know, I'm that guy like, if you can do it, I can do it too. Sure. I was looking around. I saw a lot of podcasts was like just one person or two people. And what made me laugh the most and made me stick around to listen to the podcast through the end was the one where the ones with more than one person on the mic where there was a banter right. and we were at a party one day and we were just talking and conversating Kim and you know it just came to mind I was like if I did this I would want to do it with Kim like because I just love one the way she is engaging the way she can naturally hold a conversation speak well and just I think would be a good fit for me who is not as verse in the art of conversation because I'm used to conversing with my body and through my dance moves and stuff like that. And so that's my background. You know, I grew up in New York uh, on the Lower East Side with my mom and my dad and my sister. And we had this little close-knit family. And, you know, I went to the High School of Performing Arts and during high school, that's where I met my friends who were in the houses, the ballrooms, and eventually it became an extravaganza. And that's where. So my what you're saying is, started. you're more versed in the art of shade. I don't want to say <laughs> that. This is a of conversation. I don't know. Well, versed is the right <laughs> wording, but I do have, you know, a degree. <laughs> So let's talk about that. Yes. So growing up on the Lower East Side. Yes. As a, a little gay Puerto Rican boy. Oh. <laughs> he was so cute. Too. What was that like? Were your parents, I mean, how old were you when you really knew that you wanted to be a dancer? My mom said that I came out wiggling. Right. Like some babies come out and they, you know, like bustle about because they're now cold and they're not in the warmth of their mom's body so they wiggle around they cry and then they settle down right my mom said that I never settled down that I was always wiggling around and whether I was upset or happy I was always wiggling around right cut to me being in the front of the television my first artist that I fell in love with was a Puerto Rican artist called Iris Chacon she was very flamboyant hardly dressed, big, beautiful, red, curly hair, and feathers all over the place. And yes. you know what I lived? She was like a showgirl. Did she have the background dancers in it, like the male? She had the male background yes. dancers. 
but my focus was on Edith Chacon. I'm sorry. I, I, I was in awe. No, she is something to behold. Yes, yeah, she you is. Have a, YouTube her, folks. Yes. Edith Chacon. Yes. C-H-A-C-O-N. Edith. I-R-I-S. She is definitely something to behold. She's fabulous. I saw her live once. Oh, yes. Yeah. And back then, you know, this was the early 70s. So back then it was like, oh, my God, who is this woman? Yes. Like, I was just enthralled. And so I would try to shake like her and, you know, move like her and all that stuff and her dancers. And my mom one day, just to get me from in front of the television, put me in a boys movement class in our local center. Right. It was called Henry Street Center. It was a sa- it was a Saturday class and it was just for boys. And it was just they called it boys movement because dance i guess was you know calling it a dance class was taboo or whatever right whatever, having that happened. connotation for some yeah so folks. she put me in that and i liked it you know it was kind of a class just to get out this energy right and we would run like we would literally like run across the room jump up and down but we did it to you know we did it to music and the teacher his name was frank ashley and i mean w- one of my first mentors and he turned to my mom and he and he said, you know, your son has a natural ability to move his body and control the way it moves. He's like a dancer. Wow. I would really like to see him in this other class that we have. And my mom was like, <laughs> you're just trying to sell me some more classes. Exactly. Yeah. Her mentality. Yeah. Like, I can't be affording all these classes. <laughs> I just wanted him to get out the house. Yes. And, you know, at the same time, she put me in a in a tap class. There was a tap class there. So she put me in a tap class, you know. And so unbeknownst to her or me, she was already shaping this career, this passion that I would follow to this day. And she turned to me and she was like, do you want to do that? And I said, I mean, sure, let's try it. So it was... I think it was a Friday class and this class was a more, a more formal modern class with boys and girls they were all there to dance and do the art of dancing instead of the boys class on Saturday that was like you know run around you, jump up and down right. you know roll on the floor <laughs> just do it to the music blah, yeah, just, blah. just do it to yeah Michael Jackson yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> So at this point, uh, I took tap on Wednesday, Friday was the modern class, and Saturday was this boys' movement class. And then after a while, doing the Friday class and the tap class and the Saturday class, he turns to my mom and he says, I am developing a junior company, and I, I want Lewis to be a part of it. And she was like, um, uh, okay. I mean, wow. sure. So she's not really seeing what's going on she's just picking me up at henry street settlement how was class class was fine let's keep it moving you know right so when he went to her about this thursday class that was way you know like much more advanced than the friday class because we were actually training to be in this company now she said no really yeah well she got the saturday class for full price the friday class you know, they wavered. I mean, and she was also paying for that tap class. Okay. And then the Friday class, they were like, well, why don't you, you know, we'll do this at half price. You know, my parents are not rich. Yes. There's this side eye thing going on. Like, you really want to do this? Don't waste our time. And I was like, yes. And then when the Thursday 
you know, situation came around, she was like, oh, no, I can't afford it. No. Yeah. We, the answer we is put, no. Let's put a stop We're not to the this. Rockefellers. This is no. But I thought when he was saying you're going to be in the company, like, oh, it's part of the company, you're not going to pay. Well, it, I ended up not paying for okay. that class because he was like, he believed in what I was doing and he just, I guess, saw the potential. So he was like, you know, I'll give you this class for free. And she was, she then turned to me, she was like, You'll be coming here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Is this what you want to do? And I said, yeah, I'll do, you know, I'll do it. I didn't, I mean, I had friends in my school. I wasn't like bullied like that or bullied at all. We were really all good friends. I mean, right. there was a couple of times where the boys were like, oh, don't, st-, you know, oh, you stand like a girl or you hold your books like a girl or thing, you know, just things like that. But it wasn't like I was bullied every day or I hated going to school because I feared I was being bullied. That wasn't right. the case for me. Okay. But I did like the fact that I had something that was just mine. And I really, honestly, I didn't share it with a lot of people. I kind of just kept it to myself because I just really enjoyed what I was doing. And when I was there, I felt really comfortable in my own skin. I felt more like myself than I did in school. So I did that for a while. And that morphed into you know junior high school I was still going to Henry C. Sellerman and performing and and then I graduated from junior high school and I went straight to the high school of performing arts and I got accepted in there and in fact it was only me and this other girl uh, Melissa Caruso hi Melissa who um do you audition to get auditioned. into the school okay we audition and it's funny because I didn't even know that you know my other friend auditioned as well so what do you, what was your audition like? Well, <laughs> Christopher Cross, Ride Like the Wind. Oh my God, you're cl- I got such a long way. To- I'm telling you, no, you're close. It was Kenny Rogers, Lady. <laughs> you're my knight in shining armor, and I love you. Oh, you did I mean, not. I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. Audition yes. to Lady. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, and I think Frank Ashley kind of you know molded my audition piece. Because I just took the steps that, you know, right. that we were doing in class and just kind of pieced them together, you know, stitched them together. I really didn't think about it. And um, I went in raw. I went in, you know, just raw. And I got, you know, I got in. It was really sweet because my dad took me to the audition. Oh, I know. That's awesome. We didn't have. Well, it's amazing did- that you had these two men, you know. Like you have this mentor who's yeah, yeah I, but you know I wasn't really noticing that at the time. Yeah, my dad also took me to get my first pair of tights and ballet slippers and leotard. That's phenomenal, right? Yeah, you would think it'd be my mom exactly. hiding it from my dad, you know. Yeah, but it was my dad. That's huge for them to. And it's funny because I always have didn't... supported because so many times. And I and at the time I didn't feel like I had the best relationship with my dad. Right. My sister is, you know, daddy's girl. Yeah. And I'm the mama's boy. So for him to be supportive, I wasn't like that. I wasn't acknowledging that at the time because, you know, I'm a brat, you know, I'm a brat and growing up and, you know, growing pains and my parents just don't understand me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they don't understand you, but he is taking you to get your dance clothes for the first time. He is taking you to the audition and sitting downstairs with the other quote unquote dance moms. 
there's my dad downstairs waiting for me. I, I mean, it's, I it's, live. Uh, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, first of all, for either parent yeah. to be supportive of kids doing something creative, you know, as a career, like that's your career path because so many parents would be like, <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. No, no. Well, no. and especially your son. Yeah. It's more feasible for the girl. Like, oh, yeah, she wants to be a ballerina. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I live. I know. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was gagging. So I did. I got, I, went, I got into the high school performing arts. And I did, you know, I did my time there. <laughs> I loved it. And then um, after that, I started, you know, and I also danced with, like, Alvin Ailey in their school scholarship program. And I did uh, a lot of after-school dance classes with Ballet Hispanico and Perry Dance and all right. that stuff. So When you're at high school f- for the performing arts, yeah. are It's not you, like fame. No, but are you <laughs> being groomed? Like, is the idea for most people, like, they want to go on to be professionals? Yes, especially for a, lot, for a lot of the girls. They want to be ballerinas. Right. So there are a lot of Trinas up in there. Okay. And then there's, like, the ethnic group who want to do modern Right. And then we would get some people who want to do jazz, maybe some people. But it was modern and ballet. So what are you thinking at the time when you're in high school? Did you have an idea of what you wanted your career to I look like? I didn't have how an idea. Do you, you want to join a company? Like, how did you think it would I thought I would, would be joining out? a company. Yeah, I thought okay. I would be joining a company. But I didn't know what kind of company. I and what was know. your focus on more? Did you... Was it modern dance? Was it that? I think that was the problem for me because I loved them both so much. I really loved the discipline of ballet. Right, I really did. But I loved the expressionism of modern, you know, because it was so of the earth. Yeah. and I love. I just loved that, you know. But I really loved the lofty aloofness and and focus of ballet that you know? classical it was so classical yes. so beautiful you know and i just i loved it i loved it all so i couldn't i was torn i couldn't pick and at the end i did pick mod. you know i did pick modern they were like well you have to pick a major right and i'm like okay because <laughs> i really loved my ballet situations there but um and i loved my modern situations there too and you know what didn't make it easier was because I had a scho- uh, after-school scholarship at Alvin Ailey. Their intensives were ballet and modern. Right. So it wasn't like I went to the after-school, you know, Ailey program and was like, oh, that's right. This is, you know, modern. This is where I want to go. You know, they taught ballet, too. We had a fierce boys, you know, boys ballet class in there with, uh, you know, Mr. Christopher that was like, crazy intense which i loved so much because i love i just love that intensity i loved that discipline you yes. know i really did love that discipline but i guess ballet you know i feel like that is really the foundation for a lot of yeah, other forms so yeah, yeah. Oh, i think so too right Absolutely. so they stress both it's interesting that at alvin mm-hmm. ailey they really did both mm-hmm. yeah and they stressed it highly they yes. you couldn't take one you know you couldn't take the other classes you I mean, it all started with ballet and that foundation. Right. So High School of of the Performing Arts, is that where you started to meet? That's where you started to meet the ballroom kids. Yes. And how did that all come about? It was the first year that music and art and performing arts came together as one school. So it wasn't like we were walking in as freshmen 
into this empty building. It was us walking in as freshmen and then juniors, sophomores, and seniors from two other schools were also descending onto this building and we all had to coexist together. And so it was just a lot of personality, a lot of this is what we did at our school you know, type of mentality. Right. As Jose, is that where you met Jose? He went to That's the same... Jose, he he's a year younger. School. So I went okay. through the school, you know, as a freshman year without him, without meeting him first. And then I was a sophomore and he came in as a freshman. We started hanging out. Beautiful, beautiful dancer. I mean, a beautiful yeah. ballet dancer. He knew he's, his purpose. His purpose was ballet. He didn't look like ballet, but when he started to dance, he became ballet. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen from a Latin boy. My visions of ballet were, of course, you know, these Caucasian... Right, you know, the Barishnikovs. The Barishnikovs, yeah. the Nureyevs, mm-hmm. which is fine and dandy. I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, saying anything about it, but when I saw Jose, I saw this other... And his friend Darren, I, you know, who was also this beautiful ballet major black guy. Yes. Who was, you know, for lack of a better word, but, and they were, I mean, beautiful. Their lines, their turns. Darren could do like 10 pirouettes in one sitting, just turn, 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 turn. I mean, it was amazing. Wow. And so that was my first foray into seeing people of color do ballet. And that was fascinating to me. So, and which tilted the scales for me at that moment. I was like, well, then maybe I should do ballet. But then, you know, then I met, you know, Desmond Richardson, who also went to school with me. Shout out to Desmond and, you know, Oswald Peterson and all these guys who were modern majors and who had this swagger and this like raw, not sexual appeal, but it was like sexy. This They're comfortable in their own skin. So they had this swag, this swagger, this modern swagger that was just of the earth. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is it. <laughs> This is it, you know, and the way that they undulated their bodies to this modern movement. I was like, yes, this is it right here. And then I don't know. It's what attracted me to those people, to that technique. And um, I really, you know, thought that that would be my destiny, you know, that would be my destiny, my path. Right. And then here come these ballroom kids. And then the ballroom kids come in and. They were so fabulous. They were so, you know, they were like brightly colored, uh, brightly feathered birds. And I was like, what is this? And they were voguing. And I was like, what is voguing? They were like, oh, come play a game with us. You know, red light, green light, vogue. And so it was that. I knew what they were talking about because I was already a dancer taking dance classes. Red light, green light, vogue was something that, you know, we had fun with after school, this, that, the other. And. Then we went to a ball and then, you know, we were voguing and we were doing all this stuff and really went that way. And right. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then after high school, you know, we traveled with our friend who was a DJ. His name was Johnny Dinell. And we traveled to Tokyo. It's like college or Tokyo. Hmm. Sayonara. Yeah, needless to say. Yeah, sayonara college. Japan was a beautiful country to visit. <laughs> and we visited Japan like two or three times, opening for clubs. I mean, and my world just opened up and I never looked 
you know, I never looked back from there. After doing um, Japan, we came back and we toured, you know, we went around to different places in the States where they wanted guys to Vogue. Barney's hired us to Vogue in their windows and they put us in the latest suits that they were, you know, that they were featuring at the time and they were like, Vogue in these suits in the window and here's X amount of dollars. Love. I know. And we did that here in New York. We did it in Texas. And we were becoming, you know, it was becoming a thing. And then before you know it, Madonna comes knocking on our door. And, you know, the rest is history from there. It was, uh, it was a wild and fantastic ride, you know, ride. And I couldn't be more grateful and happy and, you know, about it all, you know. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. Now... That I'm older and still uh, looking for things to do, creative-wise. Yes. Um, I have my weekly, I mean, my monthly work workshop that you've been to. That yes. Been at. You guys, if you are interested and you are in L.A., it's a monthly class. It's called Work. Go to workdanceclass.com and click on the link and get yourself a ticket and come on down and work with us. Trust me. It's all, it's all levels welcome and, you know, we just go and we have a good time and we work it. So I think you're all, that's all levels welcome. All levels are welcome and it is super fun and Kim has come to class as well to support me and which is great. You know, I'm really grateful for. Yeah, it's hard for me to get out y'all. I got got an (laughs) eight year old. We have had some stomach issues for the past month. That's a nightmare. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. So, yeah, come to the work dance class and then, you know, what else I can do. And then, you know, work the podcast came about and, you know, Kim was like, are we going to do this or what? Are we going to do this or what? Because you said you hit on something interesting was that we were just kind of our own little banter back and forth. And we're like, we should maybe do something. But I think we also really share perspective and curiosity based on just where we've been and the New York club scene sort of as part of kind of the underground and really loving the creativity and the so many unique and special things that come out of those scenes that never get heard. You know, people that are never heard from, uh, people don't really know on a big scale who are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Who are doing such... Great work. Great work that is so inspiring. Yes. Um, and we know so many of them. So many of them. And just kidding. You know, I, I mean, think people got a little take with movies like Paris is Burning. Right. Which is still streaming on Netflix, which is amazing. Right. So you have all these, you know, now these new generations of kids who are, everybody is calling themselves an influencer. Right. Or a public person. Like, what is the other one that you can, you can, um, you can say in your Instagram bio, like, public person? Public figure. A public figure. Like- yeah. You're like, what? How? How are you? Aren't we, but aren't we all public figures once we walk followers. out the door? <laughs> yes. So Don't I you think... automatically become a public figure when you walk out your door. Yeah. So that whole idea of um, a lot of people being famous for just wanting to be famous. But there are people who are doing just phenomenal work who yes. never, ever get known yes. or get the accolades or get the dollars, right. you know? So that's what this podcast is about. We want to give those people a voice. We want to shine a light on those 
people, and not only people, but situations, moments in time, things that you might not have known. You know, we have a, an episode coming up um, about voguing and the history of. And so we really wanted to bring a lot of these things to light because both Kim and I really have this wealth of not knowledge, but curious, you know, this wealth, well, a wealth of friends who are doing amazing things that I think that you guys, the audience, will be interested as well. And we have this, like she said, curio- you know, curiosity to really bring forward just things of our culture and a little firsthand knowledge and a little firsthand you knowledge. know a little firsthand knowledge of how yes. it all went down yes without tooting too much of a horn because you know i'm and in spite of our 29 <laughs> years of age you know we've seen so much <laughs> yes so we honestly we hope that you tune in we would love you uh for you guys to follow us on our Instagram. What's our Instagram now again? It is work podcast. Oh, work the podcast work, on Instagram. Not the work podcast. Oh, work podcast. Work podcast. There yes. you go. On Instagram, work podcasts. Give us a shout out. And now we want to wrap this up with the work of the week. Oh, work of the week. Okay. Yes. So my work of the week is... Now, what is a work of the week real quick? Work of the week is just what, you know, what we've... Things that we've loved, made an impact, inspired by. Yes. Persons, places, things. Adventures, situations. Accomplishments. (laughs) uh, You know, refreshments. Yes, refreshments. Yes, whatever (laughs) We're going to have to find out what those are. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Your girl has a sweet tooth. Listen, I will put you on to some deliciousness. No. <laughs> I will. I will. Okay, yes. So, work of the week. Yes. My work of the week is people who really have nerve. Oh, no. Yeah. To call <gasps> she's themselves. Out, she's starting out strong, y'all. Professional. No. To say, to stand fierce no. in their commitment in the saying that they are something that they are not. Oh, no. <laughs> And that would be my barber this I'm, week. I'm bracing myself for this. Wait a minute, your barber? Yeah, it's my barber. I, I, I've I, just cut my locks off, you guys. I had locks uh, for she had these almost five locks, years. Y'all. You're kidding. No, I am not. And I, so I had a TWA, I had a little teeny weeny afro. I was growing it out so I could get like a little shape, little cute, little cute summer dew. You had a TWA? I had a TWA, a little lopsided afro that yes. I want to cut into some type of, you know, fierce little cute cut. Right. Gave him a, pho- a photographic reference. And uh, what I got was not even remotely. This young man <laughs> spent. God bless him. I'm not kidding. 30 minutes on my sideburn. Like, oh, edging it up, like doing nah. a little triangle <laughs> thing, like getting these, which I didn't really ask for. I was. But he wanted to get the side all cut, just working, just over there, just doing his thing. And just Straight on one razor, side. One side, like oh, 20, geez. 30 minutes. No. Then he went to the other side. So I was, and I'm thinking to How myself. How long was the other side? Five? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, when is he going to actually cut my hair? Like, didn't no. comb it out. I have 4C, very kinky, tightly coiled hair. So I'm like, okay, so he's going to comb it out and get the clippers and you know because i have some crazy ones that are straight it all needs to be shaped up 
No, he didn't do any of that. He then went to the other side of my sideburns, did a drive-by over there, Mm-mm. made it look great, and then was like, handed me a mirror. And was like... Wait, he didn't do anything to the No, top? he didn't do anything. He did... Lewis, I'm not even exaggerating when I say he did nothing. Oh, I thought he cut your hair on top. No, he didn't cut my hair. He did the back. He goes, oh, do you want to taper it in the back? Oh, oh yeah, you can taper. And then he cut this like a shelf, just cut the bottom and was like we're we're done here i was like wow wait what work <laughs> because you have just okay. literally handed me this mirror like we're yeah wow okay that's some commitment right there wow you don't even know what you're doing remotely and you're just like i'm charging people money he gave you snip snip stab stab, snip, snip, stab. we're done but for two hours so I was like, I can't. I didn't even touch no, anything else? No, didn't, nothing. I was like, can you, this, I literally was like, this is still, can you cut the side? Sh- oh, oh, okay, so you want it lower? Lower? <laughs> lower than you didn't cut anything. Yeah, you didn't go lower. So <laughs> then he's like, oh, that's about a five. No, it's not. Oh, so God. I said, you know what? Okay, boo, we're just, you don't even. Yeah, he we're, cut we're good. the sides a we're little bit here. lower and the back was like. No. Yeah. So I walked out looking like Patrick Ewing. No. Yeah, I looked like an old black man. No. It was not feminine. It was not cute. It was not. Yeah, oh, I literally gosh. got in the car and had to put a head wrap on. I can't. So it's like work because you got my money. Right. Yeah. Which, why did I even pay him? Right. But I felt bad. This is one thing I, I, I do need to. It's some work I need to do on myself. Because hmm. why was I? I'm going always, to give this man my yeah, and not my just money. say, this is ridiculous. What are you, you didn't do it. What right. are you doing? But I, he had spent so long that I actually felt sorry for him. Go ahead. I'm wow. Sorry. Well, it, you know, there are, we have those friends, like I'm not paying <laughs> for this. And then, you know, we'll proceed to get into an <laughs> argument. Right. I just don't think that, you know, you're here for all of that. No. Like, you know, like just give him the money and yeah. move it along and fix it and, God bless him. Because maybe I wasn't but, clear right. enough well, as it I was proceeding. You showed like him a picture, show, honey. I did, but I could <laughs> see that he didn't know. He was out of he was out of his depth with this hair texture. He didn't know what I he was like doing, he and I should have really though. at the middle, like said, okay. But I kept waiting for him to get started. Like huh. thinking, okay, so he's just for some reason he's starting on the edge. Cause it's he been, started the edging first. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that would have been like, wait, wait, wait. What and then doing? that was all. And so I don't go to, bar, you know, I don't, I haven't had my hair cut in forever. I had locks. And before that, it was literally just shade. I would just do it myself. So right. I don't, okay, so maybe this is how it is. Yeah. Hmm. It's got a method. Hmm. Something has transpired in the last 10 years that I don't, I'm not aware of. Well, Barbara, whoever you are, and you shall remain lameless because, you know, we're not that, that group. You His know, name is Jay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Okay. I thought we weren't going to mention his name, no, but, we are. you know, <laughs> she is. And work, so Jay. God bless you, Jay, you better work. <laughs> and your work of the week. My work of the week <laughs> actually is a party. It's called Jeffrey Sanker's White Party. The White Party wow. celebrated its 30 year anniversary. That's amazing. I have not been with the White Party for 30 years. Years. I've just been with it a couple of years. 
So don't think I'm that old. So what do you but do? What when you say you're with the white part? What do you? I'm the, I'm a manager. I'm hired as a manager, and I okay. manage the artists and DJs. Gotcha. That's my part of the production team. And actually, on another episode, we will be interviewing Anil Patel, who is the head of operations for the white party. He's a really good friend of both of ours. Yes, he is. <laughs> Shout out to Anil, and hey, we'll Anil. be interviewing him and just you know getting the lowdown on the white party but yes my work of the week is the white party 30 years happy uh, 30th anniversary to jeffrey sanker and his white party it was a really really fabulous affair deborah cox was the headliner now i heard did she wasn't she like a last minute replace she stepped in for somebody who didn't make it? No, no, no. Is she that true? Was, oh no, she no, was no, no. Okay. She was always the headliner. We love Got Deborah my Cox. information all wrong. Yeah. She's amazing. She looked beautiful. She looked amazing. Yeah, she looks amazing. I saw pictures. Also Shangela from RuPaul's Drag Race. Love Shangela. She was uh, a powerhouse, let me wow. tell you that much. She was fabulous as well. Um, Beth Sachs. Why do I know Beth Sachs? She's an amazing singer. Shout out to Beth Ann Sachs. She has a song out called Voulez-vous uh, with her DJ producer. And she's an amazing voice. She has one of those voices that is just like anointed from the heavens right. above. Shout out to Beth Ann Sachs. She's amazing. And she was the, you know, the main headliner for... Anybody else you're going to shout out today on this podcast? But I'm working those ladies, like working that 40th party. 40th shout out. Yeah, shout out. We love shout outs. <laughs> so, yes, work that white party. They better work. What, how would you describe? Because I know back in the day, they would call it a circuit party, right? Yes, the I think it's party. a circuit party. I, th- I think I would still categorize it as a circuit party what is the name so what is the name circuit party what does that signify i think it signifies that there are a lot of parties that are like the white party that are thrown all over the world and okay so you know or does guys that, go to them does that specific party like jeffrey sangers does it move around to like different it doesn't cities move around he does have one that uh that is in puerto vallarta okay so like any day now, they will do a white party Puerto Vallarta. Gotcha. Um, and I even think they did one in Asia, but essentially the official one is in Palm Springs. Yes. Yes. And that's where it's always been, right? It's always, it's always been, been in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. So, but there are other parties that go on. There's big ones in Spain and in Canada. And so, you know, my fellow brethren go to those parties and travel to those parties and party at those parties. Yes. And so the white party becomes a circuit. And we should also say that the white party, everybody wears white. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for listening in and being with us and hanging out with us today. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Work Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And you can follow us on Instagram at Work Podcast. That's W-E-R-Q-U-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can also follow me at WorkDanceClass.com, where I teach a monthly class to people who want to learn how to Vogue. It's a two-hour workshop. And please come and enjoy yourself and express yourself 
and sweat. So that's workdanceclass.com. And don't forget to follow us on IG, Work Podcast. So this is Louis Extravaganza. And Kim Blackwell. And this was Work, Work the Podcast. Bye. We'll see you later, guys. Thank you. Bye.